five, four, three, two, one. Boom, we're live. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? How's everything going? Good fucking God, the weekend is up. We are live on a Monday. It's Monday, October 8th, 2018. Like I said, we just came off one of the craziest weekends in mixed martial arts history. Probably craziest thing I've ever seen or ever heard of or ever read about. I'm sure a lot of you guys can argue, can't argue with me there. Good God, I did not know how today's episode was going going to go today because I didn't know exactly where to start. But episode 159, welcome in ladies and gentlemen, I appreciate you guys for joining us. For those who don't know or can't find access to the show, it is available for those on Spotify, on Podbean, Podbay, CastBox, and iHeartRadio, motherfuckers. I'm pretty sure you guys can find it everywhere else. Like I said, I appreciate you guys for joining us in here today. Shout out to H and every one of you motherfuckers that tune in for this podcast. It's going to be a great one today, I promise. Especially as how crazy and hyped up and how nervous I am for today's show because so much shit went down. I was thinking about it for so long. Since, since Saturday, it's Monday now. We had a little bit of time to process everything that went down. It was a crazy moment, the biggest, craziest moment in mixed martial arts. I mean, obviously, you have the press conferences with Connor and the Diaz brothers and Diaz team, the whole water bottle thing. I mean, for fuck's sakes, we topped it all off with the thing in Brooklyn earlier this year, too. So, you know, it's, it, it's getting kind of crazy, and it did get kind of crazy on Saturday. So today's lineup, ladies and gentlemen, really just going to break down everything that happened. Obviously, unfortunately, you know, this is the biggest UFC event in the world. Uh, this is two, the biggest anticipated fight, you know, regardless of the outcome. You know, arguably, this is the biggest fight in UFC history, two guys that didn't like each other, two guys that, you know, not necessarily talked so much smack, it was more on the side of Connor, but, you know, these guys had a long, heated, standing rivalry the longest time, and this was the most anticipated fight in UFC history, yet, unfortunately, it goes down as one of the worst times in UFC history due to post-fight antics and post-fight brawls and the whole nine yards and everything was just went spiraling out of control you know Habib beats Connor and then all hell breaks loose you know Brandon Schaub said this best shout out to Brandon fucking love you um he said this best on Joe's show he said why he wouldn't go to the UFC 229 because you know if Habib beats Connor or, you know something happens you know a, a brawl is going to happen within the crowd and that did you know a huge brawl a brawl between Habib's team uh Habib went charging at Dylan Danish jumped over the cage um on top of that you know two of Habib's uh member uh members of his team jumped over one hopped over that was a current member of the UFC roster, something zoo. I can't remember his fucking name. He jumped over and hit Connor. Supposedly, Connor hit him as he was climbing up the cage. He, he he hit him with the left and stunned him. It seemed a lot of people said he hit him with a hard shot. You know, he almost knocked him out climbing up the cage. But then I guess there was another angle where he jumped over again and hit Connor with the right behind the head or, or a left hand behind the head and, and you know hit him pretty hard. But apparently. Um, yeah, it was, it was just a fucking crazy night. 
one of the craziest nights, one of the most upsetting nights in UFC history, in my opinion, as a fan, as a fellow podcaster, and, and I'm pretty sure for a lot of people around the world, it's a huge and devastating and unfortunate moment because, you know, so much was 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 on the line. There was so there were so many great fights on this card. Uh, obviously, the Ferguson Pettis fight. Uh, well, obviously, yeah, the Ferguson versus Pettis fight was one of the most exciting fights. An unfortunate turn of events for Showtime Pettis um, having to pull out of that fight due to a broken hand. I was like, oh, they're not going to stop this. But you know, all respects to Duke Rufus, all respects to the corner. You know, that was the right thing to do. I personally 100% agree with that. You know, live to fight another day. And uh, unfortunately. You know, the fight gets called off and, you know, Tony Ferguson is victorious. But back to the brawl, which is like the main fucking topic of the week. And that's the thing. It was a main topic for the weekend. Like I was saying, when I said it's a sad, it's one of the biggest moments in UFC history. But unfortunately, it is clouded by the antics that happened after the main event. It's clouded because... Habib chose to make a decision based off of a current state of emotion, meaning that, you know, Dylan Dennis was screaming at him, you know, he's saying some shit through the, through the cage, Habib jumps over like he, like he does parkour, and, you know, had something to do, you know, supposedly Dylan cracked him a couple times, you know, was able to hit him a couple times, and, you know, Habib got pulled into security, there was a bunch of security, it was a crazy turn of events, and, like, for, it, it's a really, really, really black eye on the sport of mixed martial arts. It's devastating. Um, it's it's depressing. You know, watching Dana's post-fight scrum was really depressing. You know, I, I got a little bit teary-eyed because of how upset I was, to be honest with you guys. And um, it was really a black eye on the sport, for sure. Um, obviously, you know, they had, like I said, they had beef stemming from you know the whole thing with artem and then from the whole thing in new york the bus incident as serious as that was you'd kind of thought that you know who, who in the fuck would ever have thought this would have happened it's a devastating thing there's so much to talk about we're not even fully done talking about everything that happened you know what happens next could Habib possibly get stripped of his belt? What happens with the belt after that? You know, there's so many different things we have to consider talking about on this Monday morning because not only did a great fight night happen, UFC 229 is all in the books, it's all wrapped up, all the fights happen, um, but we're talking about what could potentially happen to Habib's status as the world champion because of the fact that, you know, he was involved in, in a lot of altercations and a brawl that he initially started and his team jumped in, you know, caused chaos, unnecessary chaos. And it, we're talking about what is going to happen, what could potentially happen to him and the members of his team versus talking about the exciting victory that he had beating a rival in Conor McGregor, where Conor goes from here. Instead of talking about all that, we're, we're going to talk about it, ladies and gentlemen. Don't, don't get me wrong. Better late than never. But we're talking about the antics. We're talking about the crazy shit that happened. You know, um, I think that, you know, as personal as it gets, and this is a fight game, and it does get personal, um, I don't condone violence. I don't condone any of that stuff. I think what Habib did was very unacceptable. You know, you know, tying, having that many police officers, having that much security, something like that shouldn't have happened because they're members of his team and because of everything Habib did. Um, 
you know, it, it, it's more so, it, it's not 100% on Habib. I think he will get suspended. I think that he will have to pay a fine. He will get in, into some trouble, some serious trouble with the Nevada State Athletic Commission. You know, I, I mean, it's, it's terrible what he did. You know, uh, it's, it's going to be worse for his team. You know, considering the fact that one of them is a, a current fighter under contract, and if you've seen it at the post-fight press conference, Dana did say that if they're under contract with the UFC and they're involved in that altercation, they will no longer be fighting in the UFC. I mean, you look at Paul Daly. That's one thing that didn't happen. Uh, Roy Nelson, we kicked John McCarthy, the referee. Um, you know, there's just been a lot of altercations and a lot of things that have went on that, is unacceptable. You can't. You just can't do those in this in this kind of environment in this kind of sport. I mean, the whole people want to bring up the whole thing. This is a lot of things that I was seeing on Saturday night. The Connor incident with the bus. Connor throwing a dolly at the window, hitting the window. Okay, and on top of that, you know, he put some people on a, on a plane. He flew them halfway across the ocean to to cause chaos. You know, not necessarily cause chaos, but you know, to get at get at Habib in a really un uh, un sportsmanlike way you know the whole bus incident you know it seemed like it was a terrorist attack watching that video it seemed like it, it, it had come off as a serious terrorist attack and it was a crazy moment it was a shocking moment um it really really was a scary moment if you were involved in it i mean if you look at what happened during that whole bus incident it was a scary moment you know on top of that i say UFC 229 is number one in the craziest moments of what what's fucking happened. Um, UFC 223 is crazy because of the bus incident and because of the constant switching of opponents for the champ, Habib Nurmagomedov. You know, two of the craziest events in history. It's, it's some of the craziest things. I'm excited to be here to, talking about it with you guys here, talking about it live. Um, I'm, I'm just, I'm just, my mouth is dropped. I'm, I'm completely shocked at a lot of the things that went down. Um, okay, now, since since we're, we talked about what happened, now we're talking about re- the reaction. What was my initial reaction? I was just like, holy shit, what the hell is going on here? Um, and then I started watching a lot of videos. A lot of people posted a lot of the videos on Twitter. You know, a little bit more personalized videos of people actually getting the v- video of the brawl from their cell phones. Um, there's a lot of police. I, you know, I heard that there was a couple of Connor fans and Habib fans embracing outside, you know, with different T-shirts. You know, it's like a different thing, uh, different, um, you know, repping different sides, different fighters, you know, supporting different fighters, but engaging outside. I did see that. That was a really, that was, you know, aside from all the craziness that happened, all the depressing moments, all the unfortunate moments, all the upsetting moments. Aside from that, there was fans embracing outside, so that was good to see. Um, but now moving on to post UFC 229, what could happen? Dana did say that Habib could potentially be stripped depending on how long his suspension is. So that would once again vacate the lightweight title. The lightweight title has really had a weird fucking couple of years, honestly. A weird couple of like a few years. You know, it was had Connor. He became a lightweight champion. Um, he didn't defend the belt. Uh, you know, it was, it was Pettis's. Then it was Dos Anjos's belt. Then Eddie Alvarez beats Dos Anjos. Eddie Alvarez fights Connor. Connor beats Eddie. Um, the belt goes vacant. Tony has a belt. Fights Kevin Lee for the belt, interim belt. Tony wins. Tony gets stripped due to injury. Habib 
gets to fight Ali Quinta, and then boom, it just unfolds. And, you know, there was never really. I mean, now that Saturday night went by, and a lot of fans' minds, he beat Conor McGregor, the last champion, to hold the belt. And you know, Habib beat Iaquinta, but it wasn't Iaquinta wasn't the champion. It wasn't the reigning champion or anything like that. It was just the fact that you know these two were matched up, and you know this is for the official belt. Whoever wins gets to become the belt. You know, hence Iaquinta wasn't able to win. Uh, wasn't I think was he eligible to win the belt? I think so. I don't know. There's something crazy that happened with that. But, um, yeah, so, you know, that that whole thing was crazy. But now that he is successful over Connor, we can put that fight to bed or put that fight to rest for right now because, you know, obviously we've seen the tweets and stuff. If you've seen a couple of Connor's social media, uh, his reaction since the fight, um, he did say that he wants a rematch and, you know, uh, you know, that was a good knock. You know, can't wait for the rematch. Excited for the rematch. Basically insinuating that he would like another shot at Habib. Um, but going back to what I was saying about the titles, what will they do if they vacate the title? I think a fight with Tony Ferguson. Um, I don't know necessarily who could be next. But if they were to do that, and if it, de- it depends on how the time frame is, how long the Nevada, Nevada State Athletic Commission is going to suspend Habib, how fast they're going to act for this, because I see a perfect scenario right here if they were to do that. And I'm not saying that, that you know, I, I vouch to have Habib's hard work and dedication taken from him. He is a world champion. He did an unfortunate carelessness, careless act. He did put one of his biggest shining moments in UFC history down the drain slightly because of his antics and because of the actions of his team on Saturday night, last Saturday. So my solution would be, why not book Tony Ferguson versus the winner of Nate Diaz and and Dustin Poirier for the world title, for the interim title, for, you know, for the inaugural championship belt if Habib is stripped or is suspended? Because if Habib is suspended, then I feel that, you know, they should definitely put an interim belt in for the winner and see who, no, they should put an interim belt, whoever Tony fights, and whoever wins out of Justin and Nate fights Tony Ferguson, either for the number one contender spot, the vacant lightweight title, or the or, or the interim world title at lightweight, because I feel that that's, def- that's definitely the next biggest thing for Tony, because Tony looked great, uh, looked kind of like slow at first, you know, he has that awkward kind of style, but after a while, he started to pick Anthony Pettis apart, you know, Anthony Pettis hurt him a couple times too, so it was an easy, an easy walk in the park, uh, Tony didn't get finished, Anthony didn't get finished, um, it's not like anybody lost that fight, Pettis just unfortunately broke his hand, and he wasn't able to continue, you know, in between rounds, you know, it's an unfortunate turn of events to a very exciting fight, and, you know, Vicente Luque looked good. Uh, Aspen Ladd defeats uh, Tanya Evinger. Um, Derek Lewis with a comeback from hell. You know, a Hail Mary comeback in the last round. He was losing this fight. Uh, you know, yeah, they had a bu- couple of shining moments in the, in the earlier in the fight for Volkov. Volkov looked good as well. That just shows you at heavyweight, the punches can fly and your punches can end the fight. And their punches, excuse me, can end the fight within within seconds, you know, blinding speed, blinding power, those fights can end within seconds, so 
it's a it's a very 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 crazy sport that we're a part of. But you know, congrats to Derek Lewis. And how about the post fight interview? Joe Rogan asked why he took his shorts off, and he says, "My balls was hot." Derek Lewis definitely showing why he is one of the most charismatic and my one of my favorite heavyweights of all time. Um, and he's number two in the ranks. So congrats to Derek Lewis. That was a kind of a slow-paced fight. It wasn't one of the most highest output when it comes to fights. But it definitely was an interesting one. And, uh, you know, like I said, congrats to Derek Lewis. I really didn't want to see him losing. I did very shitty on my fight picks, by the way, if anyone cares. And, you know, it was a really weird night, honestly. It's just really weird. Um night for mixed martial arts fans and MMA and just in general but um you know it really brought a lot of eyes if you want to think about it positively positivity I don't even know how to say it it pos- positive wise it brought a lot of eyes there was a lot of famous people there a lot of stars Chris Pratt from the Avengers uh Guardians of the Galaxy and um more famously Jurassic Park so um he got takes he took some pictures of scene. Um Drake was there. Drake was with Connor. Uh repping on he was on the stage with Connor at the weigh ins. Uh I heard there was a video of Drake going out, supposedly looking for Khabib and his boys, because Drake is one of Connor's boys. Champagne Poppy meets the notorious Connor McGregor. Champagne Poppy meets the Irish gorilla, Connor McGregor. And on the, for a quick little side note, I was at the grocery store yesterday, not to say the name of it, but I came across a bottle of Proper 12. The sad part about that whole thing is we're not drinking it live. We got to drink it live. We smoked live. We've had a couple of drinks live on this podcast, but we haven't had a bottle of Proper 12. And moving in, speaking of Proper 12, let's just get right back in it with Connor. I do not think, this is the best part about it. This is what I was able to, to come up with in the last couple days. Is I do not think this takes any stock away from Connor. Obviously, he lost to Habib. Um, we're all disappointed. You know, I'm upset and sad. It's unfortunate. But it's the game. And honestly, if you really want to know the solution to all this bullshit, to me personally as a fan... I expected, we expected this. It, we said it this way. It was going to go one way or the other. Now, I had prayed to God that they found an asterisk to meet in the middle and, and, and find a crazy outcome that we had never expected. But in reality, I felt that it was either going to be Connor knocking Khabib out early or Khabib doing what Khabib does best and grabbing a hold of you, smothering you, taking you down, using his eccentric eccentric grappling to shut you down and 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 you know force you into submit and that's exactly what we said we called that we said this exact thing on the show last week that he, he was gonna smash him i mean i don't i love connor i'm a die hard connor mcgregor fan but we either said he was gonna take him down he was gonna beat him down he was gonna either one-sided beat down for a decision or he was gonna beat him into the form where he eventually got a submission you know that was a beautiful submission a beautiful cr- neck crank 
Habib was able to get Connors back, and you know, Connors, all of his losses have been by submission. You know, obviously, Connor was a lot tired, was a lot more tired. He was very exhausted. Um, Habib made it a grueling fight, as he does with everyone else that he fights. And you know, congrats to Habib on an amazing submission. But as going back to Connor, what I was saying is that I don't think this takes anything away from him because we we expected this. It's not like he goes in the biggest fight in the world with Jose Aldo and loses, and we never hear from him again. You know, it, it it was Habib's fucking monster. Connor's a big enough star to the point where this loss doesn't hurt him. I don't think this loss hurts him. There's still so many fights he can he can he can go up against. Uh, I think a fight third fight with Nate Diaz is in the books. I don't think that a fight with Floyd Mayweather makes any sense. Um. At this point, you know, I think he he's at a point where he's not a part of he he he's not here to be the world champion. But then, so he can still. I mean, if they hold, there's still so many interesting options out there. Like if they do create this 165 pound division, I do think that you know they would put Connor in there. You know, they would have him in there to get a third belt in the UFC, to create a bunch of numbers, to create a bunch of different scenarios, a, a bunch of new things and new attractions for the sport. But for right now, as it is, Connor has a bunch of other fights he can take. I don't think he necessarily take a fight with Max Holloway. There, I mean, there it is. That, that is a good fight. You can rematch with Holloway, even though you beat him. A fight with Diaz. I don't know necessarily what other fights, you know, I kind of got to let this crazy weekend slow down and think about it because it's kind of like, you know, if he would have beat Habib, what what would have been next? Would he have fought in Dustin Poirier, the winner of Dustin Poirier and Nate Diaz? He did briefly talk about that. He praised both those guys very highly. Um, but really, in reality, if he didn't beat Habib, there's, there's a lot of, there's a couple of more options. There's a lot of options for the biggest star in the history of the sport. Um, what would I personally like to see? Um, I don't want to see a rematch because because just how one-sided it was. And, you know, I feel that, you know, a lot more training with Connor on his side, especially when he learns from a loss, comes back, uh, maybe fights Nate Diaz. You know, whatever he comes back to do, I want to see him come back in a big way. I want to see him come back in impressive fashion. I want to see uh, a fight that makes a lot of sense. A fight that's going to get a lot of asses in the seats, as does every single Conor fight that he brings. I just want to see a good warm-up fight, you know, a fight where he doesn't have to necessarily worry about too much grappling. Just like a fan, fun, fan-friendly, fun fight, like the Diaz fight. It's a great fight. And, you know, Conor, like I said, is one of the best stars in the world. He's one of the most exciting fighters on the planet. You know, one of the best fighters on the planet. Biggest star in the history of the sport. Um, has made a lot of accomplishments, so... Like I said, take this doesn't take anything away from what he's done, what he what he's accomplished, the things he has in store, the things he has in the books. He's still one of the biggest stars in the sport, and if anything, became a bigger star because of how he handled it. Handles it with class. Um, obviously, didn't show up to the press conference or anything like that, but because um, of the crazy antics that happened, you know, the brawl and everything. I'm pretty sure that played a huge part in why he didn't show up. Habib showed up, but Connor didn't show up. Um, Obviously, probably too much craziness going on for him to even want to talk about it. But um, like I said, doesn't take anything away personally. I'm still just the biggest fan for Connor than I am anybody else, you know. And um, you know, thinking about it, you know, I don't 
doubt him. I don't think that he's done. This doesn't change it. This is one of the rare things. You know, say, for example, uh, say, for example, John Jones fights DC. John Jones beats DC again. We've talked about it for so long. You know, it, it could be that very same scenario. DC just has a number. John just has a number to beat DC, and DC can't do anything about it. You know, we still love DC. DC is still the champion in our eyes. Two division champion, world champion. He's, he's a huge role model for the sport. Uh, big inspiration for many. One of the best fighters on the planet. But there's just John Jones looming in, in, at the top of all this. Same thing can be said with Connor. You know, if these fighters are big enough stars, then I feel that regardless if they win or if they lose, they're not gonna they're not gonna lose respect from their loyal fans. Especially not a guy at the Connor stature. It's not like he's getting beaten left and right, and he's a biggest biggest star in the history of the sport. You know, there was a lot. There's a lot of famous people that biggest stars that have lost. You know, Chuck Liddell was one of them. You know, he was one of the biggest stars in the history of the UFC in his time, still is one of the most popular fighters on the planet. You know, people see Chuck Liddell in Vegas. They still want to go up, take pictures and all that. But, you know, it's not like Connor is losing and, and losing crazy like that or anything like that. Like just losing back to back and hasn't won a fight in a few years. It, he's doing a lot of different things. He's fighting Floyd Mayweather. His last fight was Floyd Mayweather before Habib. Um, before that, he knocked out Eddie Alvarez two years earlier. And then we just a year ago we had uh, him fighting in the biggest boxing match in in, in boxing history in, in the form of Connor versus Floyd. I mean Canelo versus Golovkin is a huge fight, but that was one of the biggest fights of boxing history for anybody that says, "Oh, this is the biggest fight in boxing history." How could you say that? Blah blah blah. You don't know boxing. Blah blah blah. Okay. Um, and other than that, you know, it's. You know, there's he's done a lot of different shit that a lot of people haven't been able to say that they've done. And I'm not mad at that payday, that's for sure. I am not mad at that payday that he received. He's in the millions. Just wait till the pay-per-view numbers come in. Um, you know, he said that he was getting $4 million. $4 million, $4 million fucking dollars. Can you believe that? I would be happy with that. Fuck the pay-per-view numbers. I'd be happy with four million. I guarantee you, there's a lot more than just four million, though. You hear that shit? The background. I guarantee there's so much more. I feel like there's still so much we haven't talked about. It's just so much, so much craziness that happened. We kind of just spit it all out in the beginning parts. We're we're nearing thirty minutes. Um, we're at twenty-six minutes live right now. Uh, it's just a crazy, crazy thing. Um, it's been a fucking crazy week, ladies and gentlemen. I guarantee you that. Anything coming up, though? I'm pretty sure uh, we got some stuff coming up. We have uh, Anthony Smith taking on Volkan Ozdemir. So that should be a good one. Um, got that. When is that coming up? Let me pull, pull it up. The dates. And we'll get this, we'll continue this podcast rolling. We're still not done talking about UFC 229. I just kind of want to give my mind some time to think and process things. Ah, UFC on FS1, Volcon versus Smith, Saturday, October 27, 2018. Great light heavyweight fight. 
big fight for the light heavyweight division and curious to see what goes on in that fight and what happens. Could be interesting. So, apparently one of Habib's team members that was involved in the altercation did speak up and t- brag about him beating or hitting Connor and on social media. That's a big no-no. Because now you're out of a job. Now you have to find work elsewhere. And now... It's an unfortunate thing. Now, you don't get an opportunity to fight in the UFC again. Biggest organization in the world, and you're not able to fight in it because of your stupid mistakes. Let me see. What's his name? I can't, I can't think of the name of the guy. What's this? This came out October 8th, 6.18 a.m.? Khabib rematch. Rubber match versus Diaz. First, Conor McGregor must face the Nevada State Athletic Commission. Why does he have to face it? I'm not going to read this whole thing because it's a lot. It says... Connor made an enormous amount of money from Saturday's show with the take likely zooming past $30 million when the pay-per-view receipts are counted. Uh. Hmm. Yeah, that that shit was crazy. I still can't believe that happened. But anyways, it was a crazy fucking night. It's not time to talk about Volkan versus Smith. It's kind of like, I just don't know where to continue. Like, I don't know where to start. It, it, like I didn't know where to start earlier today. And it just was an unfortunate thing. You know, what, what happened, you know, just the fact that it's the biggest night, like I said, in UFC history, and it gets foreshadowed by these unfortunate events that that happened, because these events happen. It, it takes away from the victory of the champion Habib Nurmagomedov. Um, honestly, what what could happen if Habib is stripped? Will I be happy about it? I know a lot of people said "fuck Habib," and you know it's it's a necessary thing. I feel like. It's necessary. If they don't, I'm not going to be completely upset. I still enjoy Habib's fighting style. I still, I still am curious to see who can be the one to defeat Habib. You know, if he's going to become the Floyd of mixed martial arts and retire undefeated, then he can do that too. It's very, it's, it's, it's interesting. Because, you know, aside from everything that happened on Saturday night, 
I would, from a competitive standpoint and from a fan's standpoint, I would like to see personally who can be the one to potentially beating Khabib Nurmagomedov. If it's not Connor, who else is? Is it Tony Ferguson? Can we get that fight back together? Um, how excited would you be for a fifth meeting? First four didn't show up. Nothing happened. Could five be the charm? I mean, three third times a charm, but the third time it wasn't a charm for those two. Um, I feel like that's the fight to make right there. It's unfortunate. It's very unfortunate if it this if it doesn't happen again. But this is these are the kinds of situations that I feel the UFC now should put together. It's just an unfortunate thing to be able to promote such a huge fight like that. That still is a big fight. That's a fight a lot of people want to see and a lot of people need to see as fans and as spectators of the sport in order for us to say that Habib, I mean, he just beat Conor McGregor, but, you know, Conor, what Conor's done and what Tony has done is fantastic. You know, there's like two different awesomes categories of amazing hard work and dedication. What Tony's done, he's on a 10-fight winning streak. Right, 11 fight now. He's 11-fight winning streak. Looks absolutely amazing. I mean, he comes back in less than a year from a knee injury, catastrophic knee injury, gets knee surgery. Comes back less than a year. Um, looks very good against Pettis. You know, like I said, a little slow early on, but you know, looks good against Pettis. Um, you know, shows that awkwardness that he has. Shows that a chin definitely. He got tagged. He got hurt a couple times when Pettis landed. Landed. He hurt him. Because Tony does that crazy roll. Pettis is on top. Tony's on his back, hurt, bleeding. Both guys bleeding. You know, it was a very interesting fight. Um, but, yeah, going back to that, you know, that's a fight I'd still personally like to see. Now that all the dust just kind of went down a little bit, I can kind of think a lot better. Um, I think that, uh, you know, these guys should fight. And like I said, have somebody on standby just in case anything happens. I pray to God if they made this happen again, it, 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 it nothing happens. But I just don't know. We, we don't currently know what's going on with Khabib. We don't know how soon they're going to act on this situation and what's going to happen. I don't know what's going to happen with Connor. Uh, I don't think he should receive any punishment due to his actions. Um, you know, a guy was climbing up on the cage trying to get in the cage illegally. Connor starches him, hits him with the left hand, hurts him. Um, and you know, they were, they were, they were insinuating a fight. So they basically guy crawls up on the cage, Connor hits him. Um, some other people jump over the cage, hit, hit Connor. Um, and you know, the whole thing was fucking insane. It was a crazy moment. Um, like I said, I I just, I just, we don't know what's going to happen with either guys. We don't know. I mean, Dana said the first thing first with the Nevada State Athletic Commission, which has been notorious for, ha, ah, notorious, like, notorious Conor McGregor. Nevada State Athletic Commission has been notorious for having these unfortunate things. I think the Jones versus Cormier thing happened there, if I'm not correct. The brawl with Cormier and Jones, or if, if I'm not correct, maybe it was another different venue. But they got that. They had the whole water bottle incident with Conor and the Diaz brothers, um, or Diaz's team and stuff, too. But um, just a lot of unfortunate things have happened. And, you know, this is a sport. And I was telling one of my uh, 
worker co-workers the other day is that you know i'm gonna sit back now and i'm gonna relax and when it comes to the sport you know i'm not gonna look at it as a goody two-shoes kind of sport i'm not gonna look at it as a sport of good guys and bad guys i'm gonna categorize it i'm gonna respect each individual fighter for their beliefs and what they do and the hard their hard work and their dedication and where they've come and how they've improved over the years and follow the sport as a normal fan. It's just when these crazy melees happen, when unfortunate things like this happen, it's going to be hard to say it versus, you know, just riding with it and actually sticking with it. But it's just kind of like, I'm not going to be upset if something like this happens because it's combat sports. This is the biggest organization in the world. Some of the best fighters in the world, um, and I almost want to say I'm not. I don't want to be surprised that any of this stuff's going to happen again. I mean, I don't. I don't want to say that. I don't condone this stuff. I'm not going to say if it happens, it happens. Obviously, it doesn't matter. It does matter to me if this stuff happens. It's just like it's 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 crazy. It's it's just a crazy situation. You know, I I don't wish for anything to happen like that. I don't wish bad on any fighters. I don't wish bad on Habib. I don't wish bad on Connor. I don't wish bad on any of those people. But you know, when it comes to when it comes to um, the rules, when it comes to the consequences for your actions, I think that that plays a lot into it. And I think that um, what happened was very unfortunate. And I think that you know, whatever punishments come, I'll be one hundred percent, you know, happy, you know, happy with it, but okay with the problem because you know like I said you gotta pay for your actions and it, it's it's a I, I, I can't I honestly I fucking I'm gonna be talking about this for weeks I can't get over it I think as more stuff starts to come out like pending Khabib's suspension and stuff and everything else to come forward in the next couple of weeks or however long it takes them we're still going to be talking about this. This is going to be something that's going to be lingering three weeks later. That's the thing. It's going to be three weeks later, and we're going to still be talking about something that happened last Saturday. So it's kind of a it's kind of a good thing and a bad thing if you want to say all publicity is good publicity. Just imagine a rematch. The craziness that happened. I mean, like I said, the UFC shouldn't be prone uh, shouldn't be set up to promote this kind of behavior i did see a couple of tweets like that i think it was so sexy i did see a couple of tweets um about you know the ufc promoting the bus incident so don't be surprised don't be surprised that all this happened you know you're fucking stupid shut up that's not true i had to do with uh, i mean it had to do with a member of connor's team basically and, and 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 habib you know reports that connor did hit first hit a guy climbing up the cage and stuff but you know this is more so on 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 khabib and his actions more than it's on connor and what he did no one even knew about that so someone posted the video no one gives a shit i'm pretty sure the nevada state athletic commission does not give a shit about that they care about what they've seen was was the actions of K- Team Khabib, Khabib and his team illegally jumping the cage, sucker punching Connor, getting in the cage like that when you're not supposed to, when you're not sanctioned to. It's a serious offense. Dana said the governor of Las Vegas was there and he was running out the building like it was a terrorist attack. That's not good for business. It doesn't matter for good for promotion. 
Las Vegas is the fight capital of the world. You know, they easily say that it could be banned in in Las Vegas. We could never have a fight in Las Vegas again if something crazy like what happened on Saturday could happen. You know, potentially things like that could happen. It just depends on what happens. And, you know, like I said, this whole thing's crazy. So next couple of days, don't be surprised if we talk about it. Next couple of days, don't be surprised if we're still mentioning things that have to do with what happened on Saturday night. It's just a crazy moment. And like I said, by the way, I thank everybody here for joining us here on episode 159 of the G Meeker MMA show. If you don't know how to access this podcast, it's fucking easy. You have an iPhone. It's 2018. Google that shit. Go and click on over to iHeartRadio. It's available on iHeartRadio. It's available on Spotify. It's available on Podbean, Podbay, Player.fm. Castbox.fm. I actually had someone mention Castbox to me the other day, and I was like, "You actually know of Castbox? Um, I know there's millions of people on this damn planet, but I was just like, I was surprised to hear someone else tell me about Castbox. And and it, like I said, it's a good app, easy to make. You just simply create an account. You can sign in with Google. You can sign in with Facebook. You can sign in with Twitter. You can create your own accounts, and all the podcasts you subscribe to are right." there you have the choice to have podcasts brand new ones automatically download via wi-fi or via your cellular connection and you'll have all your podcasts all in one spot you can broadcast off there you can save audio to your phone depends on what phone you have it's more noticeably worked works with android but i love it castbox.fm ladies and gentlemen download that shit download castbox you can listen to our show on like I said, iHeart, Spotify, Castbox, Podbean, Podbay, um, etc. Pretty sure you can find it available on all major podcast providers. Okay, ladies and gentlemen. So back to UFC two twenty nine. The fights to make after that. There was a little side of me that was so adrenaline. I was I was so energized by the Showtime versus. Tony Ferguson fight that I hinted that I had wanted to see a rematch. Now, is that the case now? I think if they don't know what they're going to do with Habib right now, unless Tony Ferguson wants to fight the winner of Dustin and Nate, I'll be completely happy with that. That would be an excellent fight, whichever fight it was. If it was Nate, if it was Dustin, whichever fight fighters that is, I do think that that would be a great fight. Whoever it is, Tony versus Dustin, Tony versus Nate, whichever one it is, I'll be completely happy with it. Um, or if he wants to take a fight with Pettis. Obviously, Pettis is recovering for a broken hand. He did throw some looping shots at Tony. You know, some questionable shots, and I thought those were pretty hard shots. And honestly, if he could hit, if he break his hand, you know, he'll break his hand in that way. And it was in between rounds. It wasn't during, like, the fight. He wasn't in a compromising position. And I know Pettis has been in those kind of positions before. I know the fight with Dustin Poirier. You know, he, 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 he kind of just, like, hinted that he was done and the fight was over. But it was an unfortunate. That was an unfortunate. That was a great fight, too. So, you know, Pettis has been on the wrong end of some catastrophic injuries and some unfortunate injuries. And I think that if that fight were to continue, it would have been an excellent fight. So, you know, I don't say no to a rematch. I just don't think right now. But I do want to see I do want to see uh, that fight happen somewhere down down the line, you know, along with Habib versus Tony, if that's able to make it. Oddly, 
I know this isn't going to be one to happen or anything like that, but I do think I would like to see Kevin Lee in there too. Says I think he can give Habib some problems too. He's been talking about it for some time. I think if there's a dark horse in the division, I think it's Kevin Lee. Um, I think he is rumored to be fighting Ally Quinta. I don't know if either side has yet to sign the contract or anything like that, but I do am curious to see what's going to happen if that does happen. Other than that, I mean, I'm, in all reality, I'd like to see Habib come back. I, I don't wish any ill will on him, like I said, or anything that he did. But, you know, fight-wise, you know, personality-wise, not with the bullshit that he pulled on Saturday like that. But fight-wise and, and fan-wise, I'd like to see him come back. And, you know, I want to see someone give him a real run for his money. You know, all respects to Connor and all that. But, you know, I want to see... A huge amount of I want to see Habib face adversity. I want to see Habib get hurt. I want to see Habib work. I want to see him fight. I want to see someone be able to stop the crazy grappling, the crazy takedowns, the crazy submission game, everything. I want to see him fight someone that's gonna give him a fight back, and he's gonna they're gonna it's gonna, it's not gonna be easy night. I want to see something like that. That's what I feel. That's what I see, and I want to see something like that. If not, then their division will move on. It's just kind of weird now that we've seen Habib fight all these great guys and, you know, finally string together some wins, you know, finally be healthy, finally fight, and, you know, consistency and having consistency. You know, originally being the guy that not really make it to any of the fights, uh, pulling out last minute, you know, his last few weight cuts have been good, his last few performances have been good, you know, aside from, you know, I'm not saying that he had bad performances, but, you know, the main thing is that he showed up, he competed, and, and we were able to see him as fans, as spectators, as normal people. So it's going to be an unfortunate side of events if we are taken away from, where we have Khabib taken away due to suspension and all that. Like I said, millions of times, I said like at least 10 times today, but, um, we just don't know what's going to happen. I'm not saying I'm not being nice or anything. I'm not saying I can. I'm can. Uh, I'm not condoning anything. I'm talking about it purely as a fight, as a fighter, as a fight fighter's perspective, as a fan's perspective. I want to see him back to watch him compete. Hopefully, if anything, in a perfect world, he can rebound from this and not do any stupid shit like that ever again. And cause I mean, hopefully, everything, nothing like this ever happens again. But. I'm not going to say that it's not going to happen. It's just that it's just that it, it, it's a it's a it's a thing that I really don't wish to happen ever again, but like I said, I just we I just like competition. That's the thing. I like to see people fight just as I like to see if anyone could beat Floyd. Floyd Mayweather. I'd like to see if anyone I, I like to see if anybody could have beaten Jose Aldo, Anderson Silva, Chuck Liddell, George St. Pierre. There's a lot of people that I'd like to see and sit down and really think about as a fan. If there's anybody on the planet that can beat him, John Jones is one too. There's a lot of people that I like to see, and we all like to see as fans and 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 followers of the sport that if there's a person, if there is the A to my B and your C to the D and E to the F, there's a, is there's your if there is your person that can beat. If there's a, one guy out there that can beat you, it's gonna be it's gonna be really fascinating to see if there is a guy that emerges in the next couple years and, and less than a couple years and six months and three months and Khabib's next title fight, if that can be that person that can beat Team Khabib. 
I don't know why I keep saying team to be. I'm just I'm really getting a little nervous. I feel like I keep talking about the same thing, going back and forth and regenerating, regeneralizing things and stuff. I'm curious to see how the rest of the podcast go. I can't wait to hear Ariel Hawani's MMA show, Luke Thomas's, John Anik, Kenny Florian, Joe Rogan's. By the way, John Kavanaugh, the coach of Conor McGregor, will be on Joe Rogan's show today, too. So I'm really excited. I had to jump on. I had to talk about this stuff. And we've nearly hit an hour in, so I'm excited. And I'm really, I'm going to smoke a joint after this. So craziness, man. I still have to watch a couple of the fights and, and break down some things and think about some stuff for the future. And if anything else comes to mind within the next couple of days, we'll for sure have a podcast. We're still out to get Ryan Moore on. I've been lagging on that. I know it's been real busy. A lot of things have been happening. A lot of things have been going on. So we'll get there eventually. That's the thing for sure. Like I said, I appreciate each and every one of the people, the followers. Um, I've been getting like a fuck ton of follows on Instagram too lately. So I appreciate everyone that does that, that's been doing that. Um, mainly mixed martial arts followers. Um, a couple of music music related people i don't know why i don't know if there's anything about me that insinuates that i like music or anything based off my social media or anything like that but um like i said i thank you thanks to all the people that that have a thing um that have followed and the people that continue to follow i mean we get at least like five followers five to ten maybe maybe like i'm exaggerating a little bit like five followers a day so it's pretty fucking it's pretty fucking dope if you think about it and um, I'm excited about it. So definitely, definitely thankful and appreciative of each and every one of you guys. Um, like I said, one more time before we get out of here, this podcast will be available. It's, it is available on iHeartRadio, on Spotify, on CastBox FM, the app. Um, iHeartRadio, CastBox, Spotify, Podcast.fm, PodBay, PodBean, Player.fm, and all other major podcast providers. You guys know where to find me at. By the way, I didn't say we were wrapping it up, but we are wrapping it up. Like I said, kind of just like crazy night, crazy things happen. Like I said, guys, thank you for joining in. This is Gabriel Hernandez. You can find me on Twitter at GMeekerMMA. Same handle on Instagram at GMeekerMMA. Uh, at GMeekerMMA show as well if you want to follow our account. Uh, Gabriel C. Meeker on Instagram as well. That's, that's it, ladies and gentlemen. That's pretty much it. That was our show. As crazy as it was. As crazy as last weekend was. Um really big crazy unfortunate week unfortunate weekend in mixed martial arts the whole thing with Tavib wish all the guys the best hope Connor's recovering hope um you know hope Anthony's hands are okay I hope Tony Ferguson heals up and uh comes back for another big fight there's nothing but big fights in his future so I can't wait for that um congrats to everybody that won on UFC 229 the, the, the main card and like I said it was unfortunate that the whole event was shadowed foreshadowed by what happened after the main event but like I said congrats to all those people and uh, I, I can't wait to see what, what fights they come up with next after UFC 229 but like I said Gabriel Hernandez here we are signing off ladies and gentlemen until next week or later on this week if something crazy comes to mind and we're going to have more interesting and fun podcasts in the future wise um as well as some other exciting things, and we will have better shows and better things to come. 
Like I said, one last time, ladies and gentlemen. G-Meter MMA out, baby.